Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Summer 2019 has come and gone. And in that time, I got to tour North America with Corn and Allison Chains. Met some rad dudes along the way, including my guest this week, Mr. Q Unique of the band Stillwell and King's Bounty. Q, old school New Yorker, huge part of the early 90s New York underground hip-hop scene, toured the world with Public Enemy, you name it, man. We got some great stories coming out of there. He's going to tell me about New York, his love affair in New York. We were having some coffee at one of his favorite shops. It was just such a rad chat, and I've had it in the can for a couple of months, kind of waiting to bring it out at the right time, and I thought, this is the right time. We're going to talk to Q, what's happening for him, what's next for him music-wise, what it's like touring in a band with Fieldy from Corn, who's already the busiest guy on the planet. Brought to you by my friends at Varia Brewing and the Dean Blundell Show. This is the Brenton on Tour Music Cast with Q Unique. Here we go. Let's rock, let's rock today. Out on stage, I get to bring all of these people together for three hours. You're listening to the Brenton on Tour Music Cast. Brought to you by people who love music, people who make music, and all things, well, music. You still don't really know who he is, but he just helped you stop drinking shitty coffee on the coffee cast. So, get off the john, grab a ghetto blaster, hit record and play at the same time, and learn a thing or two about music. It's the Brenton on Tour Music Cast. Here's BD. Coming at you from Martha's Bakery in... Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Okay. Well, we're, we're drinking coffee yes. in one of uh, the best coffee places I've ever seen. <laughs> they serve La Colombe coffee, which is one of my favorite coffees. So yes. that, that's really killer. And uh, I'm with my buddy Q. Hey, man. What's going and, on, Brent? You know, the funny thing is, is um, a lot of these podcasts that I'm doing, I'm everyone's getting the My Buddy intro. But you're my buddy. That's and you're here hanging out with me, but you got a great story. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, you're from Brooklyn? Yes. Born uh, and raised. And we're here hanging out. And you're like, we got to come to this place. This is like my one of my favorite places to come to. Yeah. And what do I know? You know, I'm a Canadian in New York hanging out. <laughs> chilling. It's funny how you did that. You like that, right? <laughs> I like how you threw it out. So, <laughs> my friend, we just spent a couple of weeks together. I was yes. on tour. Got to know each other pretty well. Yes. And... Uh, you know, I'm just I'm hanging out and having a great time discovering this coffee journey and trying to go all over the world. And I'm also meeting great people. Not only is my coffee journey amazing, but I'm meeting great people. That's amazing. We're, we're meeting great people like yourself that uh, have given me time on this tour and made time to get to know me a bit and vice versa. And we did a couple workouts together. Yeah. And we, had, we had some fun. But uh, you're also an interesting cat that's been in a ton of bands, got yes. a new band, got a whole bunch of different things going on. Yes, sir. And you're Brooklyn. Yes. So why are we here at Martha's Bakery? Tell, tell me where we are, man. Tell me <laughs> well, where are we? Once you said that you were in Williamsburg, I was like, ah, one of my favorite spots, spots to go to is Martha's. I just, I, what I love about it is the, the vegan pastries. I've, I've, like, I'm not vegan, but when I, when I eat pastries, if, if, if it's on the menu, I'll go for it. So what's the, the the vegan 
why you dig into vegan pastry over the like, regular pastry. <laughs> I feel like because I got a non-vegan chocolate chip cookie here, right? And it's really, really good. I feel like if I'm going to be unhealthy, at least let it be as cleanly, as clean, uh, unhealthy uh, as possible. Uh, I got you. <laughs> and the coffee's not too bad either. They no. serve La Colombe, which is one of my favorites. Uh, it's as far as far as top of the. Uh, branded coffee brands right. go. I think Flat Coloma is definitely up there. It's one of the top ones. So uh, I'll just keep drinking it while we're talking and shooting oh, the that's shit good. here. I go what, for the red eye on the go, menu. What's the red eye? It's just like uh, it's like getting a jolt. You know, like a. It looks like a big cut. Yeah. So, so for the listeners at home, it's a. It looks like a big giant coffee <laughs> in a coffee cup. It's a but big it, giant coffee of, of rocket fuel. <laughs> there was a movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> Right, where Mike Myers is sitting around, and he orders a cup of coffee, remember? Uh-huh. And then he goes, I believe I ordered the large cup. That's very But funny. they already brought him one the size of his head. Yeah. That's what Q's got in front of him right now. <laughs> he's got a giant coffee that he's telling me is rocket fuel. So Yeah. I'm going to do a lot of talking today. <laughs> <laughs> so Brooklyn, man. I, I mean, I haven't been here very much, but tell me what... Uh, what do you love about this borough? You know, it's one of the like. What do it's you love? Home for it's me. home for uh, me. I was born in Kings County Hospital, uh, which is deeper into Brooklyn near Sheepshead Bay. Uh, my mother was born in Brooklyn. Her her parents are from Italy, but my mother was born in Brooklyn, and I was born in Brooklyn. Me and my brother, and uh, it's the to me, it's just home. It's the vibe. It's 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 the streets. It's the the coffee. The coffee. I, I can't say coffee like you do, but you know what's funny? Now coffee shops are so, so you know, there's so many all over the world now, it, it, especially in New York. It's like the thing to do is to open up a coffee shop. But when I was a kid, you really didn't see too many. And the coffee shops that I know of were more of like wise guy hangouts. That's the the nice guys way like to put Brooklyn it. Joe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Brooklyn Joe, like our like good Brooklyn, friend Brooklyn Joe. We yeah. have a friend, we have a mutual friend. Uh, have you heard from Brooklyn Joe in a while? Oh, all the time. He was happy to see me come home. He wanted to go to the gym. You know, we're gonna try for our friends listening at home. We've we've got a friend of ours <laughs> named Brooklyn Joe. This guy, he's a nut, and his girlfriend Marie. That's the right. two of them are like they're OG. They're OG. So I'm gonna get them on in the coming episodes. Uh, and you got to hear these two, but they're going to tell us about Brooklyn. Yeah, they'll they'll tell you about the uh, the more forgotten part of Brooklyn. And the reason why I say it's forgotten is because Brooklyn is it's being transformed. There's a lot of transplants, so it's not what it was. But there's still people like me around, like or or Brooklyn Joe, or like my cousins. You know, so it's still there. Marie called Joe. He, it's she, funny because my my uncle's name is Joe, and my mother's name is Marie. So. <laughs> That's not called racially profiling. That's just Brooklyn profiling. I got you. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, been, it's, a, it's a frequently well, used name. Wait till name. you guys hear that episode. I, I figure we'll have to go off the air after that. But That's we'll pretty see. funny. We'll see what's going on. I'll have to get Q to, uh, you're going to have to uh, mediate it. Right, 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 right. Or translate it. Or translate it. <laughs> so um, what are some, like, what would, give me like a line a Brooklyn Joe would say about Brooklyn coffee. Forget about it. But just forget it. Just forget about it. No, so or never mind. Or never mind. You know, people use never mind to <laughs> to to want to say uh, 
People use Nevermind to forget something like, never mind, don't worry about that, right? Yeah, yeah. But over here, the OGs know Nevermind can mean like 20 different things. Like, never mind, like that's, like, that's awesome. Never mind, or never mind, shut up. <laughs> or never, you know, like. <laughs> so it means, it has a lot of, like, forget about it means a lot of different things, too. Never mind. Never mind, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. I can't wait for that chat, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So we're hanging out in Brooklyn. I've yes. got a day off. I'm back to Jones Beach tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, trying to find amazing coffee and hanging with a good friend. Yes. Bands. Music. Mm-hmm. You also are rooted in this neighborhood in multiple ways. Yes. First and foremost, outside of being a resident. Yes. And being uh, a hardcore New Yorker. But you had some massive success in the early days of yep. New York hip-hop. Yes. So tell me a bit about that, why I fill up my cup. Okay. Coffee here. So it, it's my story, just to give you a quick run-through. It starts with me in the early 90s becoming a member of the Rocksteady crew. Now, if you know who the Rocksteady crew are, if you've seen the movie Beat Street, if you've seen the movie Wild Style or Style Wars, they were the quintessential, one of the most iconic b-boy breakdancing crews on the planet. At the time. And this, what year was this? I wasn't a dancer, though. So Crazy Legs, who's the president of that, <clears throat> of that crew, he... He brought me in because I, I went to school with his sister, and, and he, they gave him a demo tape, and he heard it, and he was like, yo, I want to take you to some open mics and some clubs, and pretty much put me under his wing. And What was on your demo tape? Oh, it's like three songs. Uh, that you wrote hip-hop? Yeah, yeah hip-hop yeah. songs. So at the time, I was rapping. I always loved rock, but it was... In the neighborhood that I was in, it was extremely difficult, excuse me, to find kids that played instruments. New York was a little different in that perspective because rap music was becoming a force at that point. So everybody was heavily leaning towards that. There was a scene, there was the New York hardcore scene as well, but I just found myself at first going towards hip-hop. So, Which is funny because we met over rock. Right. And and that story is interesting because the person that connects me to that is Fieldy from Corn, and the reason why he's one of the reasons why I do what I do today, having different genre. Him and Crazy Legs are two of the reasons why I'm in rock. Were they connected? No. So they're completely separate paths, yeah. but somehow you were in the middle of that path. Yes. Yes. So how does that come together? Like, what's the what's the connection between those? How Crazy Legs, hip hop to right. to rock. Crazy Legs knew that I always loved rock, but never figured it out. And one day he had, during the MySpace days, he told me, he's like, Q, look, you love rock. You could do it. Why don't you just go look for, you know, guitar player, drummer. Go go on MySpace, put out an ad. He pushed me. And so I did that, and I ended up finding this band from Long Island called Unsound. <laughs> and they, uh, they ended up covering some of the Q Unique material. And we went and we did the Vans Warp Tour. And it, that was the turning point. And then I got a call from Bobby Ruiz from Tribal Gear, who, which is a clothing company from San Diego. And he suggested I do a song with Fieldy from Corn. So he connected that, which was so random. It was like a cold, like we were talking earlier, like a cold call. Hey, Q, uh, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. You think you would ever record with Fieldy from Corn? It was such a weird question. 
And I wasn't even really, like, I knew who they were, but I was so engulfed in hip-hop, I didn't, wasn't really paying attention. So when, when we met, day one, we wrote our first song together. First day. We went out day. to eat, and then we worked on our first and what song. what album were they on at that point? They were on See You on the Other Side. Okay, so 2006. It was, it was, it was well into it. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were already kings of their domain. But you have to, you have to walk the fine line of... Of, at that point, there was a bit of the crossover happening, but you're still rooted in New York hip hop. At that point, yes. Right. So you're like, I'm going to stay in this world. I want to stay in this world. Are you, are you feeling like you want to? You're, you're just you're just trying to be creative and you're going for it. I was trying to be creative, and when I did the Vans Warp tour, being around all of those bands and specifically being around. The New York hardcore bands uh, H2O and Madball They had a project called Hazen Street So being a fly on the wall And Lords of Brooklyn So be it, being a fly on the wall of watching them closely and, and just letting my own wheels turn on the whole thing And after Crazy Legs had told me to move into this direction That was like the seed was starting to, to you know sprout So I, I once Fieldy uh, invited me over his house And then he invited me on tour and I started seeing it on a larger scale. I was like, "Well, let's let's try to do something here. I don't know what it's going to be." And I and I happened to sing on one of our demos. Just wasn't it, there wasn't no strategy to it. I just felt like, "Oh, this part needs a singing part." So when, this was the hip hop demo that you submitted, this, or this is the one that you did with Fieldy. This is the one I'm doing with Fieldy. Gotcha. This is one of the demos I was doing with Fieldy. Gotcha. And when he heard it, he was the one that was like, "Dude, you can sing." And from that point on, I just wrote more and more, and it just blossomed into whatever I am today, which is, I, I kind of liken myself to somebody like Everlast, who's a homie of mine, who will do his blues and his rock, and he'll do his hip-hop. And he has the attitude of, well, I could do both. So I, I, I view it that way. Like, I'm enjoying doing anything at this point, musically, or entertainment. Do you get inspired by your surroundings? So we're in Brooklyn. Yes. Born and raised. Big you know, time. And it's, yeah, there was a hardcore scene that you were talking about. Yeah. But just the, the culture. You know, I know I went next door for a slice of pizza. Right. Like, uh, you know, there is some stuff that that is iconic to the borough or iconic to these these neck of the woods. Yep. And it's, oh, you got to get some Brooklyn pizza when you're here. You got to yep. do this. And all the, as you said, all the coffee shops are opening up everywhere. Yep. I mean, we're at this particular coffee shop. It's loaded with desserts. It's loaded with everything. It's amazing. It, it, I, I'm not sure that it's unique to to Brooklyn, but mm -hmm. it's certainly a it's part new. of... It's, it's new. It's fairly new in a new. sense. Like I said, like when I was a kid, yeah. the only coffee shops I knew were Italian and... If you weren't Italian, you weren't really willing to take the risk to walk inside. So it was Dunkin' Donuts or that or that place. And I don't even remember if Dunkin' Donuts yeah, was yeah. even a factor. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's your favorite places to hang out in Brooklyn? And we'll come back to the hip hop thing in a second. Yeah. But while I have it on, uh, you know, is there a particular part of this neck of the woods of Brooklyn where it's like, oh man, all the best. You know, you can get Italian coffee. You can get all, you can get all these things in, on this street. This is the one street where it's like it's a foodieville. All the best coffee. You know, the Italian coffees here. Right. The, the the Indonesian, the Ethiopian. Right. Every, like all the best coffee brands are on this street. Or is it just such a vast market and it's just spread all over the place now that you can pretty much go on every corner and find an amazing spot to come and park yourself and. That's what's happened with New York City on a whole. Is that we got 
plenty of everything here and it doesn't shut down so it's like it's it's like if you're not prepared for this kind of speed you're going to get overwhelmed i know for me i love being in brooklyn i usually tell people you can get anything here so if you're looking for something either call me or brooklyn joe right and we'll find it you know and uh it's just you just have to know the sections so where i'm at there are some there's uh there's a uh, coffee shop called Cream, which I frequent the most. My son loves going there. And there's another one called Cafe RX. That's another nice one that just came up. So th- those are the two spots that I go to the most when I'm looking for coffee. And not, we're at Martha's Bakery. Right. So you come here for the vegan pastries. If I'm in Williamsburg, this is the spot I hit. I don't go nowhere else. I come here. Right here. I, I, like, I like the space. I like the spa- especially the other one down in the 200s. A lot of space. Really cool vibe. You know, pastries forever. You know, I love that. Uh-huh. I love that. There's also a spot on 7th Avenue called Chocolate. And they have these. It's, it's an Italian woman that opened it. And she has vegan cannolis. <laughs> She what do they make it out of? Cauliflower? I don't know, but it's the I, I buy them by the pound, man. That's not good for our workout plan. You got to get back on tour, man. Uh, you're right. I'm supposed to be hitting uh, tour with. Actually, I'm going. I'm going on a Q Unique uh, tour, first time in a long time, uh, in December. So I, you know what's funny? As soon as I landed from the corn tour, I turned on my phone and there was a tour tour offer for Q Unique. There you go. It was crazy. And you're going to go where? Uh, we're going to Europe for de- uh, in December for Who's two weeks. In de- Who do you got with you on that? So it's myself and, and uh, a rap group that I came up with called Nonfiction. Like, so I had the arsonists. So the arsonists and Nonfiction and Company Flow, we were like the three that spearheaded a, a movement in the mid to late 90s with, with a bunch of other uh, rappers, uh, rap groups. But we were, those, we were the, 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 fr- the front runners. Of, of that movement It was like an indie Underground movement At that time What was the level That you made it to With And the, um, by making it I mean just mm-hmm. How far did it go Before that It kind of had to end When you need Mealtime inspiration It's worth Shopping Kroger Where you'll find Over 30,000 Mouth-watering choices That excite your Inner foodie And no matter what Tasty choice you make You'll enjoy Our everyday low prices Plus extra ways to save Like digital coupons Worth over $600 Each week You can also save Up to $1 off Per gallon at the pump With fuel points More savings And more inspiring flavors Make Shopping Kroger Worth it every time Kroger Fresh for everyone Fuel restrictions apply the arsonist went it was it was extremely successful for an independent rap group we got signed by matador records which if you if you're an indie rock person you know that that's like one of those like you know liz fair and queens of the stone age signed there and we were the first hip-hop group they ever signed and uh they put a lot of work into us they 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 blew us up you know we ended up doing world tours we were going out with public enemy and karis one and the roots and it was amazing it was an amazing section and that first album as the world burns just turned 20 uh in uh august and uh you know it's trippy for me to see that and you know if if you ask a a real hip-hop you know boom bap hip-hop person they'll say that's one of the best albums ever made now i don't i'm i'm biased i'm 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 in the arsonist i I don't i tend not to put my stuff on the classic i feel other albums like eric b and rakim and you know nas those people to me are the classics 
but if, people tend to put think our about music the name of that album title as the world burns I think about now uh, I, I know oh I know it's we trip the same out. it's almost and that's the, yeah, as political as we get yeah on a coffee podcast <laughs> <laughs> however I think that it's pretty interesting to me that you know it's a pretty timeless tale mm-hmm. the way you name that record and the way it is now yeah and uh we're still in Brooklyn. Yes. Here we are. And you're, and you're still drinking coffee and yes. hanging out at all the good spots. And now you're in a rock band. You're in a couple yes. of rock bands, but you yes. did your thing. So what's where are you where are you right now? What's happening with you outside okay. of the Q Unique? What, what's happening with you musically right now? So what ended up happening was after talking to somebody like Ray Luzier, for instance, who is a close friend of mine who drums for Korn, I noticed... I'm, I'm, I'm segueing into where I'm at. So I noticed that Ray, out of, uh, out of a lot of people that I know, has his hand in a lot of things. So that was like an instant. Most drummers do. Right. And it's amazing to me. So I was looking at the fact that he has KXM and Korn and, and he does all of these clinics and projects and he drums on this guy's album, that guy's album. And even though I make fun of him at times for it, but it, it, it like turned on a switch in my brain. And one time he and I were talking and and he said, Q, you just got to be relentless. That was his quote to me. And it it stuck with me. Like it it meant a lot that he said it. And I ended up just just doing several projects. So and the blessing of it is, is that um, certain things are starting to happen that I, I couldn't have predicted. Like, for instance, I'm working on a new Q unique album. And I'm working on it with the drummer from Taking Back Sunday, which I was like, I don't, I don't even understand how that happened. It just did. He probably knew Ray, because <laughs> everyone knows Ray. <laughs> but it was, it's just trippy. He, he, he. Somebody mentioned my name in a conversation, and he came looking for me, and we, we ended up started, you know, we're working. Then I got <clears throat> a band with Fieldy from Corn and Wub from POD called Stillwell, which. You saw that on this tour that we did with Corn and Alice in Chains, me and Fieldy were writing new songs. We ended up writing eight new songs for this new album. It's going to be our third album together with this project, which is trippy, you know? In and itself. for everyone listening, this was a thing. You think tour life is parties and no. crazy and madness. But work. Q and Fieldy, every single day, or I would see them coming out of a massive writing session. Yeah. And of course they would come in time for coffee. Yeah, you're right. It we was would. like we got a We would call it trucker trucker coffee. That's right. You come back in or whatever we gotta get and of course I'm traveling at the time with the Lever Presso and the portable <laughs> That's espresso right. maker. That's right. So I'm trying to make coffees for people. I got the AeroPress. We're doing the whole <laughs> that was thing. Awesome. Trying to fuel these guys after they're doing a writing session, but it's a, it's every single day, and you guys are working so hard, and I think that's great because it keeps you fueled and it yeah. keeps you keeps your hamster rolling on the road. Yes, which is very important. So I got that and that. Then I got my band King's Bounty, which is that that's 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 the project that's really close to me. I started it with Mike Dijon, who's a known guitar player from the New York hardcore scene. He he was a player for Breakdown and Crown of Thorns and uh, Lavalette. And he, and he, you know, he, he and I are like-minded artists. You know, we're, we're very outside-the-box thinkers. So to be able to create music with him, we, we ended up creating, we wrote like 22 songs together. We got one out now. And the reason why that's moving slow is we're, we're waiting for the I, what, an ideal situation for us in order to release music because you you know and I know 
that just releasing music these days doesn't doesn't quite capture the audience. So you got to kind of like you got to plan it out. You got to got to watch the waves. Yeah. You know, create your own ocean and watch your waves. And if you get a good wave, ride it, ride it out. You know. So that's what we're doing. Um, you know, with you, you all they're all going to hit it at the same time. But that would be hilarious. And then you're going to be like, you gotta, I'm going to be overwhelmed, they, but be overwhelmed. I, I just got to get a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you're in Brooklyn and there's a coffee shop right, on every right. corner. <laughs> you're gonna, they're all going to hit at the same time. That would be you're, hysterical. You're totally messed up. And then It'd you're be not a, gonna, the craziest schedule known to mankind. In, in the history. You know, I was, I was watching a David Bowie documentary last night, and that was inspiring because what's, what's amazing about David Bowie, he's become like a... Uh, later in my life I wasn't really paying attention In the early days But now you, I watch him And he did whatever he wanted There was no sound You could pin to him He did it all He did R&B He did heavy rock He did You know Avant-garde He you know, he did a jazz album So I, I watched that and I'm like This guy didn't He listened to himself And that's admirable You know So Well there's no uh, shortage of hard work out of your camp. No. Or any of the people I met that were a part of your <laughs> camp. So everyone's working hard. Yeah, man. For your, real. Boys, your boys put a new record out today. Yes. Actually, we're the in nothing. New York. It's weird, but, but we're in New York. That and, is. That is. And they're, they're releasing it on the uh, worldwide, but they're on the West Coast. Yes. So kudos to them. Yes. And Ray's got two records coming out. Today. He, both his albums come out. It's just crazy. It's like, you know, everyone's busy. Yes. Gotta everyone's be. busy and, and doing their be. thing, which is healthy and great for the, for the scene. So. So you're li- you've been here. Um, you're not going anywhere. You're staying in Brooklyn. I'm going to be uh, as far as moving. Yeah, like I mean, you're going to live here for the rest I've, of your life. Or you, or what's the plan here? Are you I've, thinking- I've I've toyed around with the idea of going to South uh, uh, Southern California. Oh, not a bad place to be. No weather, and I just have a lot of friends over there, yeah. and a lot of people that I jam with and connect with, and you know, we thought about getting a house, and and if that's the case. If it's not Southern California, it would have to be like upstate New York or New Jersey or so. We have to figure it out. But I, I, I mean, as of now, I'm, I'm, I'm here for now. Well, there's a certain romanticism about Brooklyn. Yes. And you're from Brooklyn. Everyone, you know, that I know from Brooklyn has just got their way. Yeah. And uh, it's a certain level of street smarts for, for some of us. For some. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, for I some. Yeah. For some. Not everybody. But it's, it's killer. So. Before I let you go and before we get rolling, regale me with some tour stories. Obviously, you're out with Public Enemy, and that was a that was a time, and that was like when Public Enemy were, were in full mode, or were they still coming up at the time? I don't think so. I think this, they, this they is a little later. Up. This is a little. This is little after their their that that Nation of Millions peak that they had. They were they were big. There's all the anarchy that goes that goes with Flavor and all that. But Chuck D is one of my favorite. Singers, Chuck, uh, sorry, frontman of all awesome. time. Yeah, uh, and I've known it mostly as a rock guy. But I mean, I the, the early, late eighties, mid eighties, late eighties, early nineties, hip hop was around. Yeah, a bit, and obviously we all got Public Enemy and everything. Run DMC. Uh, run that to well, Run DMC. Yeah, but who didn't have that record? But Chuck D always had that voice and had that. Man, when he that when he spoke and when he speaks now, yeah. even with prophets of rage and all the rest of it, I listen. I mean, this guy just had, he's just got that powerful voice. And to me, I would imagine being out with with him would have been a learning experience at the time. Here's what's trippy: sometimes you 
you always, you always tell people you never know who's listening. Exactly. Right. So when we when we got booked to go out with Public Enemy, that was our, our, it was already mind blowing. We were like, whoa, I can't believe this is happening, right? So I remember getting to JFK. That's the airport. Walking in, and the first person I see is Chuck D. Right? We're about to go to Europe. So in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be quiet. He doesn't know who I am. I walk over. He goes, what's up, Q Unique? And my mind was blown. It didn't make any sense. I didn't understand. Like, how does he know me? You know? He's paying attention. So, it, like, like it, it just it tripped me out. I was like, whoa. Really? This is how we're going to start it? Like, so it was amazing. And then... The funny, the funniest story. I have two funny stories. I'll start with the the more of the chuckle story first. We were on stage, and on the last show of the tour, Chuck invited us to go and do a freestyle uh, cipher with him on stage. Now, Terminator X had already retired, so he wasn't there. The DJ, they had a new DJ, DJ Lord, right? Now we all knew that, but one of the members of the arsonists wasn't paying attention so <laughs> so we're like rapping and passing the mic rapping and passing the mic so that member his name is swell he gets it and he's going crazy rapping rap, 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 and the beat drops and he goes something something up next is terminator x and we oh, were like no no no, no. <laughs> this is before the internet <laughs> Exactly So we were all laughing And I remember the DJ dropped his head Like oh man <laughs> And then the other funny story was You know Flavor Flav He was he, he's, he's like one of those guys You just You just watch Cause it's For whatever reason Right And I remember he would come backstage Often to You know He would come in our dressing room often Just to hang Cause we had a lot of energy And I guess Chuck is more You know He's more chill so, um, I one day he came backstage and he was like, what's up, fellas? I got some weed. If anybody want to go smoke in the back with me. And everybody said, no, <laughs> he's scared. They're scared of him. <laughs> we didn't know what was in the no, blunt. No, didn't know. <laughs> he's scared. Everybody, all of a sudden, nobody smoked weed. We're like, no, no, we're, we don't, we don't. <laughs> yeah, but if Snoop Dogg would have came up, it would have been like, yeah, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> But aside from that, <laughs> another thing that's that's real special about that this be, this is like maybe six seven years before I met Fieldy was when I went back to look at the the schedule the stage schedule for one of the shows. It was like a, a festival that we did with Public Enemy because we were on the road with them. So there was stage A and stage B, and when I look at the the sheet, it said Arsonist, which is my group, Corn, Public Enemy. So Corn run after you. I couldn't believe it. On the other stage. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. Hey, man, life rocks around in circles. Yeah, man, it's trippy. It all all starts. If you treat people well and you just kind of keep going for it. Yeah, go for it. Then, you know, they have that, what's the classic saying, uh, the people that you meet on the way up are the same ones that you meet on the way down. You just got to treat people good. Yes. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's served... Most of the people that are doing well in my business are because they treated people well. They well behaved, yeah. And there's a prime example of you, you know. Thanks, man. Playing a festival. You know, Chuck knows you. Everyone's, you know, kind of on on your team here. And you're treating people good. 
I don't know what you were like back in the, I, in, in the I, 90s. I was, I'm I was, just saying, I was but the way borderline. the way things are now, at least the way they're yeah. treating people now. If it was, you know, working back then, then I got no doubt in my mind that the future, my friend, is uh, thank you, man. is heading to a bright one for you. I really um, appreciate that. Thank you. So I got to thank you for the time. Oh, uh, Show me around man. Brooklyn a little bit today. Introduce me to this amazing cafe. Awesome. This was really, really great. Next time I'll have to get you on the line. Let's get you. Let's get Brooklyn Joe. Yes. Let's get Marie. We, we, we got to set up the, the audio gotta, for we that. We got to set up the audio for that. <laughs> and then we're going to tell the audience to hold on for their lives. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a ride. It's going to be I'm a gonna, ride. I'm going to have to reel him in a little bit, though, because I know he could fly off the handle. <laughs> I can't wait to meet this guy. I don't know when I'm back in New York again. Maybe we'll have to get it on the phone. Does he have a cell phone? You know what? He might have a burner phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of New Yorker. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's finish up. Why don't you tell me what's going on with you? Where can everybody find you online? Tell me the, the bands, the handles, all the stuff. Uh, anything that you want to let the world know about what's coming up for you. Okay. And then I'll let you get back out into the borough, my friend. Oh, okay, definitely. So you could you could either go to uh, q-unique.com or you could go to kingsbountyband.com. And uh, on Instagram, if you want to look at the Stillwell stuff, it's Stillwell underscore rock at Stillwell underscore rock. So if but if you go to QUnique.com or Kings Bounty by the Kings Bounty it has all of the tabs for all of the social media stuff and some some cool videos to look at and some really cool music to listen to. So. And we're, uh, someone coming to Brooklyn for the first time. Top five things they got to do. Go. Okay, number one, you got to go to LMB's Pizza. Stop playing games. That, to me, that's the best pizzeria on the planet. I'm not, even, I'm not even trying to hear it. Okay? Number two, you want to go to... Uh, you want to go to downtown Brooklyn where the Atlantic terminals are. You want to, you would definitely want to go and see the house that Jay-Z built, which is the, uh, you know, the Barclay Center, you know, which is the, which is our new, uh, arena, you know, for Brooklyn, which was, which was really cool. That's number two. Number three, go to Coney Island. Cause you're going to see some history there. You're going to see the, you know, the roller coaster. You're going to see that the original Nathan's hot dogs there. You know, the, the beach has been around for a million years. So it's Zoltar. Like, Huh? Zoltar? Is he Zoltar there? The, the, the uh, I don't fortune know. teller? I don't from, know if he's still there, but... From, yeah. uh, what was that? So big? Was that movie Big with that Tom was Hanks? Right, the movie Big. I think that's on Coney yeah. Island, too. Yeah. Um, so you definitely want to go to Coney Island. It, it's 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 a historic piece. You want to go to Grand Army Plaza, and you want to go to Prospect Park. Prospect Park is a, a beautiful... It's like... It's like our Central Park. It's a beautiful park. You know, a lot of families go there during the, the summer, spring, and in the fall. It's, it's an awesome spot. And lastly, uh, let me see. Oh, if you're a metalhead, go to St. Vitus. What's St. Vitus? St. Vitus, to me, is the modern-day CBGBs, but it's more geared towards heavier music. Dave Grohl did a, a secret set there for Nirvana, and he had... Um, Joan Jett singing. It was amazing. <laughs> I think she's in New York too. She's from around here. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. think she might be from Long Island or Queens. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, if the music thing doesn't work out, you either can work in a coffee shop <laughs> and serve vegan pastries with our friends here at Martha's. Right, right. Or you could be a tour guide for Brooklyn. Right. Or I could just work for Brooklyn Joe. I'll probably make more money that way. <laughs> Yeah, but you wouldn't have a tax form. No, I wouldn't. And I won't have a cell phone anymore. That's right. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. Brenton on tour from Brooklyn. 
hanging out with my buddy Q. Peace. Hey, if you want more music talk, you can get it with me, Todd Hancock, and the Toddcast podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify, SoundCloud. We just talked to one of the best metal drummers all time, ex-Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo. That's an upcoming podcast. Listen to him talk about being influenced by his brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, my sister's husband, had one of the most amazing record collections that I could ever have come across. It consisted of jazz, blues, and Latin jazz, as well as traditional Cuban dance music. The Brenton on Tour Music Cast is brought to you by the Toddcast Podcast. Follow us at Toddcast Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hear the full podcasts, interviews, and a lot more through ToddHancock.ca. Don't be a stranger. Stop by and check us out. You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.